Yo, what's up? It's on Creative Radio. I'm with my man, Dan Perry in the house. DP, what my, up? my barber, my personal barber. Personal groomer. Ms. Groomer. That's right. I, I don't even know. What do we even call you, man? I think what? in LA, I'm, I'm a groomer. You're a groomer. Because it goes farther. Yeah, because you're obviously you're cutting, you're cutting hair, but you're also on set. Yeah, like you're doing. I'm doing makeup. You're doing makeup. You're the doing everything. Yards. You're doing everything. Yeah, I think the whole definition of grooming. Yeah, and you, barber kind of limits you. It yeah. just oh, you just cut hair. Absolutely. And 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 for everyone that doesn't know, I can't I can't name you. I know some people I can't say, but you're cutting some you're you're cutting some names. Yeah, now. I'm making my way. You're doing in, some in LA. names. You're yeah. doing some names. It's happening. It's, G- it's happening us- where you know. Uh, you can't really mention it on uh, yeah. the radio yeah. or a live <laughs> But yeah, you're, doing here, some, but you're making some real big moves. Yeah, you're it's, cutting it's, some it's, real folks. It's been awesome. It's been a, quite the journey to get there, but it's happening. You know, everything's paying off, so it's been... Now, you're, you know, uh, and I met, you, I met you through your brother, right. but back in Florida. Yeah. And then you had a book of business back there already. Like yeah, people. That's, where, uh, that's where it all started. So I'm originally from South Florida, and uh, I had a show. I was... Working in a shop there, in my first barbershop is yeah. where I worked at. So I built the whole book out there yeah. before I took on. And LA. then, and so that, and I think that's the biggest challenge, right? So yeah. you had this whole book of business, and you basically said like, "Sayonara." Yeah, pretty, I'm- pretty much. I did that uh, almost three times, and it was, it was, it's hard. You know, it's like saying goodbye to you know close people who yeah. you have such a connection with. And, yeah. Uh, I first moved to New Jersey, and that's when I first did it. I cut right. the. Cut the clients and set them out and uh, just went to Jersey. Did that for two years, built clientele out there, which was almost even harder to kind of leave because those guys out there were like next level. You know, they were so picky. They needed haircuts every week. It was head to toe almost of grooming. And, you know, leaving them was like, you're joking, right? Right. Where where are you going? Right. Why would you even leave? People start to find like when you find your when you find your guy. Yeah. That's, I get it. Yeah, absolutely. Like I fly to LA yeah. for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like exactly. You know exactly. What I mean? You like, wait. You wait. Yeah. Like, what's the point? It's great, but it's tough too. So then you do the Jersey thing, and then what happened after Jersey? So after Jersey, I came home as a pit stop. Yeah. To, towards Cali. So yeah. coming home was just kind of like getting, getting back in together. Yeah. Getting saving a little bit of money and kind of just getting my feet back on the ground and yeah re. Charging. Why batteries. did you want to do LA? Like, what made you thought like, all right, I'm gonna do this? In well, LA. LA, LA was actually the original plan with mm. my brother, mm. and uh, you know, I met a I met a girl, and hey, uh, hey, you know hey. how that goes, the rest hey. of the story. So <laughs> she was also in the industry, and I felt that um, it was a calling for me to to look into this. So yeah. I put the LA trip on pause and did like a little detour. Yeah, and uh, pretty much said to Joe, I'll meet him there, type of thing. Yeah, went to Jersey. Did what I had to do, you know, and just didn't work out. But uh, it brought me back to where I really wanted to go. Yeah. Do you feel like most people like you have a plan? Sometimes it doesn't work out, but you got yourself back on track. Do you feel like some people have a hard time doing that? Yeah, I I, I feel like they're they're too caught up in their head with uh, getting back on track. Yeah. You know, things happen for a reason. You, you, You become a product of your environment. You tend to think that this is how it's supposed to be and right, that right. nothing will change or this can't really happen, you know? Right. And then it actually happens and you're in that position right. and you just naturally go, like it goes through your body. You naturally figure it out and adapt. So but you made your reality though. Like, yeah, you know I, what I mean? I, like you made this shit. Yeah, it was, I did. Cause I when did. you came to LA, cause I remember you're like, yo man, cause you didn't come to LA and it was just like, Oh, smooth breezes. I'm no, like, cutting. no, it was actually more challenging because, uh, Moving to Jersey, I still was considered on the East Coast. So yeah. uh, getting more 
uh, specific, you know, you have to have a license for California in the of West course. Coast. It requires more hours, more school, and it just it right. was just more of a challenge to drop a, a whole clientele on the East Coast right. and go back to school for two more months right. and kind of like really restart. Right. So it was it was just all worth it though. I knew I think I and my favorite quote of all time, which has always stuck with me, is hold the vision, trust the process. So right. at right. that point it was just like I can't if I looked at the process I wouldn't do, I wouldn't right, go. Right, I would right. take it back. I wouldn't, I would be like, there's no way. Anybody right. would, you know, but well, then the vision is, the vision is more powerful. So. What do you think it is with people that like you build? Cause most people, they get stuck, right? You get, you yeah. build their business in South Florida or you built it in Jersey. Mm-hmm. And like, you you like, you know, barbers like that or people that just like, that's what they do. Yeah. They did it and that's it. They're not moving. What was it about the risk? Like how, what is the difference between people like, you know, that are business owners that take that risk and. Cause that's some crazy shit. I think, uh, I think once I found out how many opportunities uh, this career had yeah. with hair and how many routes you can go, yeah, and it, not just being behind the chair all day every day. Right. Once I found out that I can actually do this on my own, I don't need a boss. I can kind of do freelance. I can just put myself in any position because everyone needs a haircut. Once yeah. I kind of figured that out, it was like an easier way to take a risk. Right. You know, I knew if I go here, someone's going to need a cut and we build clientele and we start over instead of feeling like this is it. And I, that's my plan B, you know, going back to a shop and working full time is my plan B, which is still a win-win. I, I give it up to the right. people who right. Can are do still that. doing that, they, right. you know, to each their own. They, you know, some people do wish they can step out of their bubble and leave, but they can't, but it's not necessarily bad that you're behind the chair. Right. Absolutely. I just felt like, you know, being with my brother as well, and as close as I am yeah. to him, him being a freelance photographer, I Absolutely. think I got motivated and inspired to yeah. take the leap of faith that he did as well, yeah. just with a different career. So, and then you, and then you stepped outside of haircuts. Yeah, to, well, I had and to, also, and also like not like black people's hair too. You know, yeah. like you're like the homie, like in the yeah, hood. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean? But you stepped beyond that and into makeup on set. And, right, right. I, it's it's crazy how the story kind of went, if I look back at it all, like with my first shop, I would say I, I learned a lot from my boss. That was where I learned yeah. like my yeah. beginning stages of really getting into barbering. Mm-hmm. But I catered towards more towards, you know, maybe some senior citizens, older crowd, sure. you know, your regular Boca Raton right. crew, <laughs> right. you know. And then from that- Shout outs to Boca, shout outs. Shout outs to Boca for sure. <laughs> that's that's fact. And Anthony's Barbershop. Hey. I think it closed down, but many hey. memories from there. And then to Jersey, Jersey was more picky clients and learning how to really understand how people want things and how precise they want right. them. And then coming back home to Florida to my third shop before LA was a little bit more Latin and urban. And, yeah. you know, just not knowing that all of these were just going to combine together. And, and by the time I go to Cali, I'm kind of like loaded and equipped. Yeah. So I think that. I recognized that and I was like, well, it's, I don't just have one thing to offer if I go there. You right. Know? I can just kind of say I can do it all and give it a try and fall back on going to a shop, which right. isn't bad. You know? and, then so, you, and then you transition to on set photo shoots. Yeah, yeah. So when I, moved, shoots. when I moved to LA, I mean, obviously networking was the main thing out there and it became an ongoing thing. And I realized where I really wanted to go. I would get there quicker if I was more, if right. I had more knowledge, to right. me, which was learning men's makeup. And, you know, I wanted to be on set. I wanted to work on shoots, but sometimes they don't just need the haircut. Right. You know, they like, right. they prefer it style, maybe a little makeup. And yeah. 
I didn't want to just get hired for hair because I felt like I'm not just looking at the hair. Right. I see image. I see right. I'm an image consultant. So right. I don't want to step on toes and call myself like a great makeup artist, but I feel like I just know what looks right. right. And I realized I didn't have that experience. So I picked that up and uh, had some people along the way teach me and it just came natural. So. Yeah. Well, tell me, I'll, we'll try to tell this story. You told me when you were cutting my hair the other day, and I'll leave the celebrity out of it, but let's just say he was a <laughs> musician. But you were talking about how you really know that someone appreciated the cut when they call you back the second time. Yeah. But how, uh, how, do, how do you sit in front of a celebrity? I'm telling you, this is somebody that everybody in the world he knows. He just called me today, by the way. Oh, hey, yeah. hey. How, how do, how do you, ironically. How do you sit in front of somebody like that and... If they trust you, so they're just right. like, "Yo, DP, hook it up." And yeah. then how how do you do that and get over that celebrity it, status? It takes a a lot of mental practice. I think uh, coming from humble beginnings and and just being humble myself, I know where I came from in a sense. So like being in front of a celebrity and and looking back on my journey, it's such like a process. So yeah. it's very easy to, I mean, acknowledge who's in front of me right. and kind of let that take right. over. Right and my my reason for being there is more important and i i feel like i have to really lock in in my head and my mind and i and i try to not use the name or think of the person or tell anyone at the moment and just think of it as like another booking right and it, it took it took a while because uh it was tough you know i, I mean, mean and, you, and if you fuck it up that's right it. you know it's you it's much more than who it is right it's they don't even you know hits you up it's more of their management so right. it seems more like oh you know i gotta go through management right right and so on and so forth and then it's for this show or for this photo shoot so on and so forth it's a big deal no pressure News video whatever right yeah, yeah and then you know it's a lot of like you, you got to really get in here and i think uh i you get in here the right way right and it's all on you it's all in your mind everything is all in your mind and i just kind of like trained my mind to lock in and enter the door and kind of just show up like i'm here to cut someone's hair kind of thing yeah Cool, this is him. Nice. And then, you know, as time goes by, it, it sinks in when I leave and more so. So That's it, cool. it, it, it's tough, but it's how, how do you, how do, what would you say to other business owners or people that are in the shop trying to get out or anyone in, in the industry yeah. that are saying, hey, I'm trying to move to LA? Like everyone's trying to move I, to LA, right? You know right. what I mean? But you actually, they don't, I feel like when, like when we came, when we, when we started our company, you know, people see it on Instagram. Yeah. They see the shit you're doing, you know, uh -huh. and they're just like, I want to do that. I want to do that. But they don't understand the paces that you've got to put yourself yeah. through to, yeah, it's 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 a lot. I mean, obviously, Instagram now shows what it looks like. You know, yeah. we're not posting the the, the background <laughs> stuff. We're not posting that. Hey, this yeah. is me. Yeah, yeah. still cutting hair at yeah. 11 p.m. You right, know? exactly. Uh, just to get this guy who's so big the next right. day. Right. Um, but it's it's it is a lot more of that. And I I teach my classes. I, I teach men's grooming classes. And when I teach them, I kind of let them know that like. A lot of people want want things, but they don't really do anything to, want to get there. Do to you want really it. want it? Do right. you really want it? So it's like once you realize, like, I have clients. I mean, I have uh, students I teach, and they say, oh, or or other hairstylists, mm -hmm. they say, oh, I want to raise my price. I want to do this. I want to do that. But where I'm at, I can't really do that. And right. it's just like, I think more people need to realize sometimes you have to take yourself out of your position where you mm -hmm. are and mm -hmm. relocate yourself to where those answers will be met. Right. You, you know figure, what I mean? You've really figured right. it out. So it's like, they're here if you move yourself here. So when you ask for it, it's like you can kind of step out yeah. and it's like in your face. Right. And you can pull it in together. So that's kind of like my advice on that end. Do you feel like, do you feel like, um, you know, because 
I've seen I've seen you grow obviously in your career and then even every I feel like every time I come back and get a cut, it's either in a different building, bigger space, yeah. newer space. Yeah. And then and then a little bit recently, your career got elevated when you got sponsored. Yeah. And then, so now people are wanting you to use their products. Right, right, you right. Know? And it's, then how did that happen and how did you Honestly it was it's like I, I the vision. You know, coming out of hair school, every hair school student has a vision. You know, yeah. I, I once saw myself teaching and I once saw myself doing, you know, celebrities and working on set. And uh, I think what happened was, I think I just kept that in my head and I just kept working. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like hard work will never not pay off. Right. I don't think hard work will pay off with a certain time. I think once you have hard work and you, you put that hard work out there, it's gonna pay off. Yeah. There's people who get it the next day. There's people who get it next year. There's people that get it really late, you know? But like, I just felt like that mentality got me to where I was and it was just a lot of- What are the, work. what are the, like the, the, I don't even know how to say this. What are like the, your barber is kind of more than a barber. It becomes your homie. Yeah. He's around for you. It may be different players yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in different leagues. It becomes a part of the community. There's trust. Yeah. Your barber hears shit that he shouldn't hear. Yes. And you know, how yeah. does, how do you build that trust with people not on the celebrity side? And then also too, just on the, on the, yeah. on the regular everyday side. I think ever since I moved into my own salon, I have my own salon suite in Hollywood, uh, being just me in there and having a one-on-one -on -one experience yeah. with a client and not having any interruptions or anybody else walking by, it kind of allowed me to lock in more to what they had to say. Yeah. It became more personal once they saw no one else is around. Yeah. So I, I learned over the years to kind of just adapt and be there for them. And, you know, all hairstylists are kind of like therapists in a sense. Right, you know, absolutely. we hear everything. <laughs> absolutely. Some people can't wait to say right. something to their hairstylist before the cut. You know, it's right. just like, I got to vent to you. <laughs> so, I mean, over the years of cutting hair, you, we naturally became, you know, like a therapist and, and whatnot. So... When I'm with clients uh, or bigger clients or, or, or artists and celebrities, it's you have to kind of look at, you know, they have chosen you to be in their yeah, inner circle absolutely. and how much they deal with and fans absolutely. and all of this that it's just like you're in their space, your private right. space. So it's you. I feel like I naturally adapt. I'm like a chameleon. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll, I'll be your personal person. Yeah you know, each individual person. So I'm very good at observing and reading it. And I don't, you know, bring attention to when I come. I'm yeah. here for one reason. I'm like a Kawhi Leonard. To, yeah. to, to be on <laughs> you the are topic. like a Kawhi Leonard. I'm, a, I'm happily will say I'm like a you Kawhi are, Leonard. You are like, a, speaking of Kawhi Leonard, who do you got? I'm going Kawhi Leonard all day. How many games? Uh... Just because Toronto with the six and all that, yeah, we'll yeah. go six. All right, Mark, you hear that? We'll go six. Will Golden State win? Nah, probably, but uh, I'm going for, for Kawhi because you know what? I like. There was an interview last night that he did. Yeah. And it was perfect. It was a perfect example. And uh, he was talking. Some guy asked him about LeBron. You know how LeBron and Steph Curry get all the hype in the NBA? Blah blah blah. And do you feel like you? that bothers you or whatever his question right, right, was. Right, right, right. And he was just like, I'm not, I'm not playing this game for the hype and the fame, the fame. and all of that and the attention. Uh, I just like it for the sport and I love the sport and, and I'm here to win and play about Like right, it's literally that, that simple in a sense. Yeah. And I feel like I've done many, taken many opportunities and jobs off of a feeling rather than money. Right. And I am currently doing jobs for yeah. a feeling, not the money, because right. I know there's people that I, could most likely get more out of, but it's just in, inside yeah. here. So, and the money will come. And the money will come. So it was it was applying that with 
Do you? What is it about basketball and the hip hop culture? I would, I would love to know who you're yeah. listening to right now. Uh, but what's about basketball, the hip hop culture, and that grooming scene that, that, grooming all, go, that scene. all that all goes together? I look at it as basketball is a sport where being game day fresh is a thing. Mm-hmm. There's no helmets. Uh, there's <laughs> lots of uh, camera time. Yeah. You can almost not have to be a star to get camera time. They right. go to the bench. They go to the players. Right. You make one wrong move. You can zoom in. And you get got. They, exactly. The minute they hit that LeBron. Oh, when, yeah. He came back. What's the season? Mark, what was that? He came back looking fresh. Exactly. Oh, man, that was, that was, what, what year was that? It's just, it's just, I think it was 2011. It's just with basketball, it's more noticeable. Yeah, man. It's just like these guys are, you know, 82 games out of the season. That's a lot of TV. That's a lot of TV. That's a lot of time to notice. Hey, and it's he didn't of, look like that last game. A lot of Twitter. Exactly. And a lot of Twitter. You know, yeah. a lot of the guys are, are younger too, but they're into, it just comes with it all. They're into the fresh cuts. They're into the look. Nowadays, the, the, the NBA is inspiring the younger crowd with the cool hair, you know, yeah. James Harden and all right. of that. So right. like being game day fresh became a thing Right. with basketball, you know, football is a thing, even though they wear helmets. Right. Uh, Baseball and hockey were like the only two that weren't so much, but yeah. you know, soccer, like athletes kind of put it out there, like getting that fresh look was a thing yeah. for game day. So Absolutely. to the younger crowd that inspires them and it's, you know. That's interesting so to see that, how- that would That's what drew my attention growing up being a big sports fan, mainly basketball. It was like, to, for me, my goal, and I will get there for sure, yeah. is to, you know, gain an NBA player yeah. and, uh, or an athlete and right. just watch my work on TV and enjoy the game. But, you know. What do you feel for you? Like, you know, when I see some of our work, when we put it out there, mm-hmm. we're behind the scenes. You're a behind the scenes guy, mm-hmm. too. There's something like when I see our work out there, you feel like that's it's the reverse because we're not standing on the stage. But yeah. when you see your guy dropping at the Grammys. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's do you, I mean, How do you that feel like? It's, it's like a, uh, it's hard to explain. It's, it's definitely a big, big feeling, you know, even though it's so something so simple, but this is all like, I know this is my, right. this is my everything. Like right. doing hair is, is me. So like for me to know that my work over the years and when you look back where I started, you know, everyone in the garage absolutely, absolutely. and just the journey, the, the different places to like knowing that it made its way on a red carpet is kind of yeah. like, it's, it's it's big, big to me. It doesn't even matter the person. It could have been an assistant, but yeah. you know, just knowing that it, it says that. a lot. And you know? too, for me, like when I leave your chair, like I feel better yeah. about me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That, that, That's that, some, that, there's I, not a lot of things that make you feel that way. Yeah, I think I I I I wanted to put that out there. Not like say, all right, next person comes in, I'm going to make them feel good. Right. I just feel like I naturally art. set right. up this life and this style of work specifically for a reason and this wasn't one of them but it came with it yeah you know i wanted yeah. it to be i wanted it to be private i wanted to have my own room and just kind of like work when i'm so right. busy i come to the salon and i just work right but it, what it turned into is like this uh therapist office haircut session right. that's right. why i don't like to say call Barbers. me your barber but right. call me your hair guy like this yeah. is my guy yeah it's like more of we've talked about so much in here and then you close the door and you're on with your day but right i feel like i have files of right clients yeah, in there, their stories and everything so it's like my goal then when i have no one around no boss to look over my shoulder no one put a timer on me no walking coming in yeah disrupting my train of focus yeah. here i naturally give more and I think I give more to to this specific person than to the cut. 
Like I make it the cut, but it, it adapts to your lifestyle, Absolutely. to your feeling, current situation. That's the spring or summer, whatever it is. Just like I, I try to cater it as much to you and know that it's just me and you in here. And this is a one-on-one thing. So right. overall, that feeling that I get out of that is is like you can put a price on it. What do you feel like uh what do you feel like has been your biggest struggle? Like if you look at like where you come from balancing where you are. the demand now. <laughs> that that uh, everything I've asked for is starting to come and and realizing uh it it's still just me, you know, and yeah. and I like it and I, and this is what I want, but just kind of like my biggest struggle has been balancing, you know, this work life and my personal life. Yeah. I've kind of stepped away from it a lot. And it, hurt, and it hurts, right? It does. It hurts bad because you don't realize you, you, you I'm in such a giving uh, industry and I, and I give so much, you know, all day long for almost yeah. a decade now. Yeah. Sometimes like giving to, all I know is how to give to others in a sense. Right. When I give to me, it's, it's so, so small so and small, it's like this isolated. much time because like most of the day is gone. So it's like I get used to that and it's harder to give me more time because and then when you're in the when you're in working with celebs and artists you get that call i need you right now yeah and it's just like i might as well not take off or i might as well not take this vacation i I don't even know how i can leave you know like for example with today it's just one of those days where it was like yo man so but it it, it's it's showing me progress and uh growth i would like to say it's growing pains right in a good way you know man all right, we're going to do something like I like to call rapid fire. Rapid fire. So rapid fire is I'm just going to ask you a few questions. you got like five seconds right. to answer these questions as best as you possibly can. I need to find these questions. Five seconds. So here five we go. Seconds. Just real, real easy ones, real easy ones. I'm going to start you off. Okay, here we go. Um, uh, L.A. or New York? L.A. City or beach? Beach. Uh, Instagram, Facebook? Oh, Instagram got me farther. Okay, okay. Oh, that's interesting to know. Okay. Uh, let's see. If you could be one person right now, who would you be? Uh, R. Kelly or Michael Jackson? Oh, man. <laughs> wow. That's real. It's rough. I think, uh, I don't think there's a right answer. But <laughs> I don't I think, think so either. Uh, after just seeing Michael Jackson. Yeah. Hey, he's gone. I don't know. Hey, I don't know what you're going to say. More man. of a legend, I guess. Alcohol of choice. When you're, when you're out, what are you drinking? What's your drink? Actually, whiskey tequila. Whiskey tequila. I'll getting, call it. Uh, getting it done. Getting it done. That getting it done. Yeah, just those two. Man. Well, thanks for coming and hanging out with Dude, me. I really pleasure, appreciate man. it. Tell everybody on Instagram where they can follow you. You see guys stuff. can find me at Dan Perry Hair. That's D A N P E R R I, not Y. Absolutely. That's what keeps it different. Dan Perry Hair. Uh, that's also the website, danperryhair.com and danperry.hair at gmail. So. Hit him up. Stay connected, Hit guys. Hit him up. Follow him. Anybody that's aspiring as a business owner, seeing how you made the took a risk and made it work out, this is the man to kind of check out. Dude, thanks for coming to hang out My with me. My pleasure, man. It's been great. All I'm right, glad bud. to share the story. Talk to you soon. All righty.